top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like 45 minutes, and we were at like Chelsea. What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. Welcome back to Top Bins, the show bringing you all the action from England and Italy, Premier League, and Serie A. I am your host, Matt, joined by my co-host, Dom. Dom, how are you tonight? I'm great. I'm, you, I'm very good. You're great because Milan qualified for the knockout stages of the Champions League today. Correct which is fantastic. Uh, we will get to that later in the show. We'll be breaking down some of the, the crazy Champions League action we've had over the last day and looking forward a little bit to the uh, the draw, which is uh, early next week. Um, obviously, those games aren't played until February. We have a, I don't know if anyone has noticed, we have a whole World Cup to play in between <laughs> now and then. Um, but we're going to be doing something. We did this last year, and I, I like to do this. I like to kind of look back at the season before and see kind of how the table has changed, uh, what teams are doing better uh, as opposed to last year, and obviously what teams are doing worse than they were at this stage last year. Uh, we're going to start in the Premier League. Um, this is a little challenging because we've had some postponements because of the, the Queen's death. Remember when, everyone, remember when everyone cared about that for like a week? Uh, we pretended like we cared about her. Um, <laughs> so I set it to just 12 games because some teams have played 12, some teams have played 13. I figured 12 is probably the better benchmark to go by. Um, and, you know, we can just make up the difference either way. Um, unsurprisingly, I, I think for, for most people, uh, Arsenal have, have one of the, the bigger swings in, uh, in point differential. Uh, this time last year, Arsenal were sitting with 20 points. Of course, now they're sitting um, top of the table, top of the Premier League. Last year, they were in fifth with 20 points. This year, they uh, first with 31 points. So a big change for them. Not, I wouldn't say, I shouldn't say not too shocking, right? Um, I would say I'm not shocked that they've improved over last year. I am a little surprised, though, that they have been as good as they have been. Uh, but when you have a young team like that, young manager, not not overly crazy to, to, to expect that they could have a, a big leap uh, from year to year. Yeah. I mean, they're playing really good football right now. I mean, it's, a lot of these players have taken a big step forward in, in, in their leadership roles and playing roles on the team. I mean, Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, it, it, you name it, bringing in Gabriel Jesus was, was a big thing for them. Now they have that number nine, that, gets involved and can create something from nothing and uh bringing in guys like Saliba it, it really just you know solidified the team and and it, it's showing it's really showing I think Arteta is getting the players that he needs and 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 the players that he's had to really you know show up and, and play for the club yeah so so big leap um and I, I think again just shows that progress shows too like what happens when you just you spend that money in, in the right areas too like you said you know uh, keep Saliba back at the club instead of sending him out on loan because he had such a, a strong season at Marseille last year um just a lot of I think just smart decisions over the summer by Arsenal it's paying off in a big way for them um the other big mover, the the biggest mover uh, across uh, both leagues that we'll, that we'll be talking about tonight, um, and maybe also not shocking when you consider just the uh, the difference in investment <laughs> from uh, from last summer to you know this past winter and, and this past summer, Newcastle plus eighteen points uh, from this stage uh, last season. Now they do have the advantage of technically playing a game extra this this point last year. They'd only played twelve games. Um, 
They only had six points, though, through those 12 games. Uh, this year, they have uh, 13. Uh, they, through 13 games, they have 24 points. Uh, so they've been well. But even then, you know, going through, if you just did it through 12 games, they would have 21, which would still be a 15-point difference. So Newcastle, turns out, uh, you spend the money, <laughs> you know? It's pretty good. And I think what's shocking, too, and Eddie Howe's certainly reminded everyone of this because he certainly doesn't feel any sort of inferiority complex about taking over a club like this um that a lot of the players that have been scoring were kind of like pre uh buyout players like miguel almiron has been one of the like key players over the the past uh few weeks like he has been one of the uh, you know the the featured guys so um that's that's been shocking to me has just been how much they've kind of relied on some of these players that maybe weren't part of the big takeover and have instead relied on some of these players that have, have been around now for two three seasons to to get them to this point you know like jack Grealish keep talking trash on miguel almiron and, and look what happens right but um no i remember we spoke on the show i i forget how long ago but um of their you know gradual process we thought like okay you know they they, they stayed safe in the league now let's let's see them become a mid-table team and then climb that up the more, you know, nobody thought that they were going to make a jump like this, right? Like, now they are overperforming, you know, for by most standards for most people. Um, you know, we spoke about, like, them being, you know, like the team that just beat relegation. Now they should be this season around, like, you know, 10th, 11th, something around there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the it's a huge, huge jump. And, and, you know, the, the plus 18 on, on their form from last year is, is, is kind of crazy. It's a massive swing. I mean, it can't be understated. Like that's just so unusual because typically, I mean, it's like rare for teams to just be that much better. You know, it's even rare for a team to be 18 points worse. Like it's just, it's hard to make that kind of change. And once I think it speaks a lot to just how really bad they were at the start of last season. Currently now they're sitting in fourth third, you know, they'd be, having like champions league next year if things ended the way you know they're set up now will it end that way who knows right but um another team from from north london that have enjoyed definitely a, a managerial change and some investments um that is spurs who are at plus seven uh as as compared to the stage last year uh, they're sitting on 26 points uh, this time now through 13 games of course uh whereas last year through 12 games, they were sitting on 19 points. So uh, at this stage, you know, you, you've definitely noticed some some improvement. I think what's interesting about this, and there's another team that we'll talk about in Italy, that I think the perception does not feel this way. And this is why I like this exercise, is that it's good to look back and think, like, again, you know, results, this sounds dumb to say, results are not necessarily everything. You can be playing poorly and still pick up a few results here and there. Like, maybe, uh, you know, that, that that can happen. But I also think, like, at the end of the day, like, if you're seven points better, that is not insignificant to me. Um, and again, that mm -hmm. is with an extra game, but I I don't know. And I, I mean, they lost over the weekend. So it's not like, you know, they're they're getting like, extra points for that. I, I, think, um, I think we've maybe lost sight a little bit how bad they looked at times uh, under Nuno last year, and that Conte has really turned them into a much more competitive, much more consistent team, and uh, he's a fantastic manager. And I, I think he's gotten a lot of criticism over the last month. Some of that has been fair. I think some of that is is, is some fair criticism, but still, I, I think that the numbers bear out this team has been a lot better when Conte has been managing it. Well, apparently there's been some rumors that Conte may be going to Juventus if that call comes. Uh, I know how we feel about that because we've spoke about Juventus's financial issues and, and Conte would obviously want like a big paycheck going there. So uh, it, it, it's the consistency may not be there if Juventus somehow finds some mob money to, to bring him over. But um, I mean, yeah, look, look at a difference of what Conte can do to a club, especially if that club goes out and gets certain players that he wants and, 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 this is year one, right? So look at what happens over three years if he does stay there. Uh, because it, by the third year, Conte is going to be extremely competitive with them. Like, like probably going for the league, probably, you know, making a run in Champions League if they get there. Like, it, it, it's, it, it's good in North London right now. When both teams in North London are good, I mean, the Premier League is so much fun to watch. So debatable uh <laughs> hey, again my 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 biased opinion 
but I, you know, I people have counted them out for the title race this year. Not that I necessarily feel strongly that they will. I think it's too early to say that any team that's sort of around, like sniffing around that area, is like completely out of it. I mean, as it stands, they're five points off of Arsenal. Arsenal do have a game in hand, so you know you expect what they've played to probably pick up a win, and then it's an eight point. But I mean, it's it's early. You know, we're not even you know really like not even a third technically into the season really you know like it's it feels a little we're like roughly at a third right and if there's just so much left you know and we've seen teams going no it doesn't mean that they will but i don't know i mean they've also struggled with injuries so far this year i I don't think it's it's not inconceivable to me that's speaking speaking of injuries right like the world cup is in december or in november and december like injuries are, are more than likely to be picked up there. Like, right. So we don't know what, what the landscape of the premier league or any league at that matter will look like come January. Once the world cup is done, you don't know who will be hurt, who will be playing. Um, you don't know who will find some kind of random spurt of really good form because of the tournament. So, you know, teams that are like Arsenal at the top of the table, come January could lose out on that lead given whatever circumstances they're given. I mean, we, we talked about this last year with, with Napoli, right. Being, you know, really good team. And then come January, you know, it's a Spalletti team. So they're going to fall apart. So we'll, we'll talk more about Napoli when we get to Serie A. I I think that's totally reasonable too, because you're not only are you talking about like players and injury and potential form, you're also talking about the players that aren't going to the World Cup having uh-huh. this like month and a half break. Where I mean, in some ways that could be good, and I, I think it goes so many different ways. And it really, it's almost like having two different seasons within a season. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best way to look at it. And you know, the teams that are performing really well now may not, you know, after this this long break, um, and the teams that are not doing well maybe get that chance to like reshuffle and, and rethink some things and. I think what's interesting too is you're coming right out of this break too, and you'll be right in the January transfer window essentially, and you know teams will be able to to make any uh, adjustments and buy. Speaking of Liverpool, uh, nine points. Did you hear that? Liverpool buy someone. Christ, <laughs> uh, nine points uh, worse from this time last year. Feels much worse than that. I'll say <laughs> it feels like it has been uh, like twenty points worse. Um, so nine points just being the difference. Um, in some ways is kind of comforting, but not surprising either. Liverpool have been um, noticeably worse. They, they've lost two straight games in the Premier League to teams in the relegation zone. They lost to, to Nottingham Forest and to Leeds. Um, not spectacular, I'll say that. Uh, somehow, though, they, like, they're still good? Question mark? I... <laughs> they are the... I, I've settled on this. They're what Lazio were uh, last season in Serie A where we called them our Jekyll Hyde team, where like one week they look amazing. They're beating Manchester City, right? And skipping ahead to later in the show, but they beat Napoli yesterday and they handed Napoli their first loss of the season in the Champions League. But yet they're they're losing pretty comfortably to like Nottingham Forest and to Leeds. I mean, like, it's just like, how? You know, and I think we were scratching our heads so much with Lazio last season for that same reason. It's like, if we could just see this team weekly, I, I don't yeah. I don't get it and and Liverpool have really struggled with that even going back to, to stages last season there was times where especially like the the conceding first thing which I, I think people have really latched onto which is fair it's a fair criticism like teams just cannot keep other teams out uh, of of the the net uh, first in games and that's you're con- you're giving everyone like a handicap and that's just not not gonna work for you another team minus nine points is Wolves uh, you know the this is another team, you know, you, you expect them to be at the upper half of the table. And this year, these guys are struggling, Matt. Yes. Not, I mean, and <laughs> we talked yes. about them. I, I believe they were, that was my underperforming team, right? You had, you'd picked Leicester yes. to be underperforming. Pick I Lester. think uh, Wolves were, were my underperforming team. And part of that too, is that they hadn't really made any transfers in the, the, the summer. Um, they have Diego Costa who uh, got a straight red card. So, can we say that we're yeah, shocked? Costa definitely moves the needle in their favor, right? He does Come in on. the fair play standings because when you're getting picking up yellow and red cards from your striker, it's not great. But um, yeah, I mean, this time last year they were they were sitting in sixth at uh, at 19 points, um, and, and this time now they they are sitting in 19th place with 10 points. Um, they've they, they really it, it's goal scoring for them. That's that's been without a doubt like the the biggest thing um, because they they just 
don't score. <laughs> and that's, I don't know to tell you this, but uh, you, you, you need to score goals to win games. Um, that's, that's really important. They had scored 12 goals at, uh, at this time last year. Uh, this season, without looking, Dom, just just your like gut feeling, how many how many goals do you think that that Wolves have scored so far this season? That's funny. I was just looking at the table, but that's not something I was looking at in, in the table. The stat line: how many goals? How many goals have Wolves scored so far this season? They have played thirteen games. Four. It's a pretty good guess. Uh, it, it is six. They've scored six goals. Uh, not spectacular. I'll say that. Maybe uh-huh. that's why. Maybe that's. I mean, part of it too is you know, um, Raul Jimenez obviously picks up another injury. Uh, they sign that striker and he gets injured like first game of the season. Like they've been unlucky with who has gotten injured, but I think you've really seen a team that has just been a little too stagnant over the last like two seasons in terms of transfers and has not, you know, replaced. Got, uh, players that they've lost and not really made those those smart signings um and I, I think you're you're really paying for it now and they also don't really have a manager at the moment either uh which is a little bit surprising um speaking of before we on, move on to our next team we haven't recorded since unai emery is back in the premier league he's with aston villa steven gerrard uh That's fired right. last week um rest in peace see you later uh which is great for me because I have Aston Villa in my fantasy uh, that we a fantasy draft that we did. So I'm I'm really tickled that they picked Emery because I think he's a, a, a very good manager. I, I I know that people have this like weird obsession with his like good evening. Know. Yeah, like it's from people that can't even speak English properly and speak no other language. Like it's not easy, but he's a good manager. He is. He's he's been successful. He was successful even with Arsenal to to some degree. Um, obviously he had his I think issues there, but. I think he could do very well with the Sassaville team. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious to see uh, see how he performs, and I, I'm actually really looking forward to it. It's not like he's won multiple Europa League titles. Like It's not like he's taken a team like Villarreal and made them make a run in the yeah, Champions League. He had them in the League, semifinals like... of the Champions League, won them a Europa League, which was their first major. Like this is yeah, everybody, like... everybody has that Arsenal stint, like just like ingrained in their minds. Like he was like literally like the most awful manager in the world. Like, he was not bad with Arsenal either. Yeah, I, they, they, I I don't know that it was undeserved for for them to part ways, but I also I don't think it was as bad as maybe people like to take to. He became like to a say. meme while he was there. Like, right. it's just what the media turned him into was a meme, and it is. It, it, hopefully, that doesn't happen again because taking on Villa is like a, a daunting task, but like. There are some good players there. There, if if they get a new look, who knows? Maybe they do find some success, and you know, all the all the best wishes for him because the team has been dreadful recently, and I don't think either of us expected that. I I thought that they were going to do well this season. They were again going back to the preseason picks. They were a team that I you know I kind of thought could mm-hmm. do a little better, and and part of that. Part of my reasoning was that I, I just felt like, yeah, they have the talent, you know, and obviously these delay Diego Carlos early in the season to an Achilles injury. That sucks. That was one of their big signings. And uh, Kamara's had some injury problems this season too. But I mean, outside of that, you still have like talented players on this team. Like Danny Inks popping up with, with goals after Gerard leaves. It's like, where was he? Why, why was he not getting, you know, I don't know. That was the, that was the second time that he had played 90 minutes this season. It's like, what are we, what are we doing here? You know, let's play, let's play our good players. That's, that's it. Um, West Ham. On minus nine points this season uh, compared to where they were last year. Remember, they got off to that really hot start last year. Uh, they were sitting in fourth this time last year with 23 points. They're, of course, now uh, sitting in 13th spot with 14 points. Uh, the, the, part of the, the reason I think they, they started out so well was uh, Antonio last year was scoring goals very early on and, and looked very spry. Uh, you hadn't had Jared Bro- Jared Bowen's breakout just yet. That kind of came like more in the winter. That's that's where he really came on strong. But um, overall, I think this team is just playing a lot better. I think you're seeing some fatigue issues uh, here this season, and um, still like that midfield is not wholly convincing to me. Declan Rice has to paper over a lot of uh, cracks there, um, and I, I think that's been the problem defensively too. They've obviously had a lot of defensive injury issues. That was part of their their flaw uh, and undoing last season. And that has just continued because uh, signings they made even were coming in injured, uh, which is which is frustrating for them. 
I was a little more worried for them maybe like a month and a half ago. They've started to put together the results a, a little more consistently, but still frustrating, I, I think, to see them not at the type of level that that we've seen them get close to, right? Like they're, they're, they're really not where you, you think they should be. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they do have th- those talented players, but it seemed like last year those talented players were, were doing a bit better for them. Like Ollie Watkins had a – stronger start to the season last year than he did this year um you know uh you know they they've brought in guys like uh is this Buendia's second year or first year you want to talk about aston villa my friend and we are on oh sorry no i took the (laughs) wrong team you're right oh my goodness (laughs) um yeah they're sitting in 13th now so i mean it's they've brought in guys like paqueta and and you know i i had you know, big, big uh, hopes for for guys like him and Skamaka, and and it just hasn't worked out the same way like it did last year. But they're, they're, they seem to, like you said, be figuring it out, and and hopefully they start you know running up the table just a little bit. There's still like three teams that I can see that they should be above in Crystal Palace, Brentford, and Everton. So um, if they can string up a little bit of consistency and can score more goals, I mean. They, 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 right now, they have 11 goals for and 13 goals against. So it, it looks like they're getting back up there. I remember a couple of weeks ago looking, they were dead last in the table. So um, it's a big swing in the season. And, and you know, maybe well, come January, they can start turning things around a little bit more. Yeah, I, 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 think they, I think they can. They certainly, again, have the talent to do it. It's just a fact, I think, of getting defensively a little more solid. And, um, yeah, I, I think some of the underlying numbers point to them maybe being a little better than, than they're showing. In Italy, Don, this was a shocker to me. I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by this. I was surprised in a few ways with Italy. No, like, huge swings, like some big ones, but no, like, massive changes, um, at least positively. Like, there's a few teams that maybe are doing worse, but, like, nothing crazy, nothing that really, like, leaps out at you. This one is surprising, though, because so much of, I think, our attention has been on Juventus and how, how bad they've looked this year. Um and I, I don't know if this is more an indictment on them this season or last season, but they're actually four points better this season in the league than they were this time last year. Last year, they were sitting in eighth on 18 points. They're this year sitting in seventh on 22 points. So maybe they should keep Allegri? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we do with this? What do we yeah, do with this information? I, I don't know. I think it just kind of states how good the teams were in the league last year. I mean, you know, you're seeing like, and we're going to talk about Fiorentina in a little bit, but like a team like that it, it was a little bit more consistent in the beginning of the season than they are this year. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like last year, right, we, we were clowning Juventus because of how low they were on the table. And then they started to make this surge back, right? It, it seems like this year it, they look more dreadful, yet they're doing better. I, like you said, I don't know how to take this. It, it seems this like is they're true. in crisis mode this season. This is true, like, performance eye test kind of uh... – you know, illusion, right? Where it's like, you look at them play and they clearly do not look right. And and then we've seen it, right? But yet they've still somehow been able to pick up results. I I would say too, like this time last year, I would actually push back a little bit. Like I I think Syria is much stronger this year. Uh, You know, I mean, you look like with 22 points, which Juventus currently have would have been good enough for, for fourth spot last year. Whereas, you know, they're almost, you know, almost mid-table, you know, where, where they are this year. You know, like, you look, it's 32, 27, 26, 25, 24, 24, 22, 22. That is, those are your top eight positions. Last year was 32, 32, 25, 22, 21, 19, 18, 18. So, you know, I, again, it's early season. Like, you could just have some of that variance, and it's, it's kind of whatever. But um, I just think, you know, for me, like, Again, Juventus have been not good this season. They're clearly not getting rid of Allegri because uh, of the financial reasons. I, I think that's just that's just the way it's going to go. But um, maybe this perspective helps. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe we look at this and think actually maybe they're not quite as bad 
One thing that stands out to me is that last year at this point, they had a goal differential of plus one. This year, they're plus 11. Yeah. And and again, right, it's all like this eye test. It's, you know, they, they seem dreadful, yet they're playing good. Um, I would be curious to look at all of the matchups that they've had last year compared to this year. I yeah, want to strength see of schedules. They, type yeah, of, uh, I want to see the strength of schedule and how difficult it was last year compared to this year, um, because that could speak a little more into like, is this seventh place Juventus with more points actually playing worse this season because they lost to worst opo- worse opponents, which has forced them down, and then maybe the previous year they lost to a lot of big teams early on, and 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 that's what happened. So. I, I would like to look more into that and, and see if that's, you know, the reason that they've technically been better this year. Who knows? Yeah, I think I think that's that's maybe fair, but also, you know, they've played some they've played some big games already in, in Syria this season. Um, you know, they, they've played Milan, obviously, and they've played Fiorentino so far, Roma, Sassuolo, like they've they've played some some competent teams, I would say. Um, speaking of Roma, plus six points. Uh healthy improvement I, I would say that's that is like out two extra wins you know is is obviously what that difference is to me that is like no longer maybe just some variance and you're getting more into territory of like that seems like tangible improvement you know uh, especially when you consider Roma have had some some tough games so far this season already um, and I think it, it the eye test matches up with this too you know I I don't even know how much there's to say because I think it's just it's kind of confirmed everything we kind of felt maybe about Roma coming into the season you know you signed Dybala you have Mourinho for another season off the back of winning the conference league right like you think that's kind of what this this younger team in some areas needed to was like that silverware finally getting like some momentum and they've looked good this year they're, they're sitting in fourth currently uh this time last year they're sitting in sixth on 19 points this year they're they're fourth on with uh 25 points um you know they they've they've been good and you know especially too we've talked about like their expected numbers if they could finish a little more clinically this team could be genuinely contending for the mm-hmm. title we'll see you know how that shakes up once we come back from the break um maybe tammy abraham would benefit from some some time to to work on some finishing get those uh, get those drills uh, over the world cup break if he's if he doesn't end up making it to the world cup um but yeah not not much to say for me for roma other than that i'm not surprised by this i i think they've, they've just looked better this year i'm not surprised that the the results have bore that out so far yeah, I mean, it's Mourinho year two, right? And and normally we always say, like, Mourinho has this three-year thing and then the club implodes. So um, that consistency is getting there. They're, they're obviously showing some type of improvement. Um, and if, if they keep that consistency up and, and some players can stay healthy for them, I mean, they, they definitely are a team that can charge for a title this year. Um, if not, definitely next year. Um, they, they seem to get along. They seem to be playing really good and uh, – they're definitely a threat in the league this year, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, again, team to team to look out for in the the second half uh, of the season. Atalanta uh, plus five points on this time last year. This was surprising to me in a few ways. Atalanta have been better this season than I expected them to, and I I didn't totally remember them being as good at this stage of last season. And I I, I think part of this too is that they had a, a pretty bad injury crisis through the winter. They were like down to like one actual defender. <laughs> they were playing like, and then they had too many defenders at a point and not enough like a midfielders and attackers. They were playing like six center backs at, at, at some point in this. Like they really had a lot of injuries last year, which, which I think really uh, ruined uh, what, what could have been a good season for them. But yeah, this time last year, they're sitting in fourth on 22 points this year, second with 27. They've been one of the few teams sort of keeping pace. I think the big thing too is like, We've seen them defensively be very good, which has not been, uh, our, I think, our typical association with Atalanta over the years. We've known them much more for their goal scoring, but, you know, I've only conceded uh, eight goals so far this season. This time last year, I had conceded 15. So, you know, <laughs> they've halved almost their their their, their goal um, against number, which is always a, a good thing, I, I think, for... And they're scoring. They're scoring a lot of goals. Um, I think bringing in Lookman has been great for them. He's been playing very, very well. He's uh, up as a nominee for for Serie A Player of the Month this month, or so, or for October, right? Yeah. So, um, he uh, he's helped spearhead them to to a really, really good start to the season. 
where a lot of people, including us, were kind of counting them out. So uh, be on the lookout. Yeah. Atalanta's been playing very well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what's interesting, too, is like just a holdover from last season. We talked about how bad they were at home, strangely enough. They were like one of the worst teams, especially mm-hmm. like the top half. Of the- That's kind of carried over. Uh, they're 5-1-0 and on the road this year. Um, and three, two, and one at home. So <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it and is. It's, it's crazy to me because like Atalanta is is technically one of those like quote unquote provincial teams, right? Right. Um, uh, out of Bergamo, and I, I watched a I watched a Copa ninety kind of documentary on them before, and and it's really interesting to see. Uh, and but those those fans are so so passionate about that team. And, and they create this atmosphere that that is really tough for other teams to play in. Yet, right now, you know, they haven't been following through with that, right? They, they've been struggling in front of their own fans. And it's, it's kind of tough to see because these teams have a long history of just being very, very, like, extreme for their, for their squad. Um, and, you know, hopefully Atalanta can start, you know, delivering for their home fans because they haven't really seen it this year. And and that's one thing that they definitely want to see. If not, you know, they're going to, they're going to be, they don't turn it around at home. They're going to be hearing it from the ultras soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Salernitana, your boys, you've been a a big, big supporter of Salernitana on this show. Uh, Plus nine points to this stage last year, Uh, last year through 12 games, they had seven points. They were sitting 19th. Uh, this year, through 12 games, they're sitting in 10th uh, with uh, 16 points. So good for the good for Salernitana. They, they've they've made they made good signings. You know, like it, this wasn't all by like any sort of fluke. They had a big push last January too uh, with signings to to keep them up. And I mean, it obviously ended up working. A little bit of a, a great escape magic to to get them to stay up in, in the last weeks of the season, uh, which was fantastic to watch. Um, so. For me, it's 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 good though. Like ultimately, I had picked them to go down this year. I, I didn't have a ton of faith in them, to be honest. But uh, they have pleasantly surprised me this year. And yeah, again, nine points for me is definitely like clearing the threshold of again variance. Like there's some noticeable improvement there. If you're mm-hmm. winning three more games in a, in a 12 game sample size, to me that says that you're actually you've made some you've made some changes. Whether that's personnel, tactics, whatever, both. Um, so so good for Salernitana. Tenth is a great place for them to be, and they need to just keep up consistency the entire season so they can stay in that kind of spot and be taken kind of seriously as a as a decent as a decent you know club. Yeah, um, really happy to see it too. Um, sad to see a guy like Ribery leave, uh, but I mean, again, that time has come. The time has been imminent for a long time. So, uh, but but the other players that they have there, they've 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 figured something out and and. It's working for them, so keep it up. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Your boys too. I mean, this is just Dom's row right here. Uh, Udinese at plus eight, um, uh, based on this time last year. You can't deny it. You have been Listen. you've been pushing Salernitana and Udinese agenda uh, so far this season. With, Listen, I... go ahead. Have your piece. No, no. This is, this is your this is your circle. This is a team I have I've hated watching Milan play for like the last like two or three years because they always seem to 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 find a way to get it done against big teams and now this year they found some consistency that that they, they've taken the league by storm some of their players have just been playing really well they, they've hit a rough patch recently right um they went from second all the way down to seventh now but you know they, they're still only with two losses I mean this is this is a club that Three, four years ago, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, well, my my club's up to play against them. We're a really good club. We're going to win. Um, but that's hasn't been the case. Uh, they've, they've got very good players all over the field. And, and they've been delivering for them this season. They, they've been very dangerous off set pieces. And that's just a, a, a dynamic that you can add to your game that just – really catches teams by surprise. And I think they they can definitely find themselves 
in a European spot by the end of this season. I think that they finish over Juventus. That's my hot take, but they, uh, I think they finish over Juventus. I think that they could keep they're They're one of the teams that could keep Juventus out of a European spot. This wasn't the hot takes episode, but I appreciate it, brother. That's... I'll, I'll, I'll shoot that out real quick. <laughs> you already did. What's been, what's, what's said has been said, my friend. Um, they are the true Bianco Neri. <laughs> what's really funny is I just did a presentation in my Italian class about uh, Dare to be in Italia. So um, we were talking all about uh, like the different teams. and um, I don't know. It's just funny. It's funny to, to be switching gears from talking to someone – uh, my professor's a Roma fan, so it's fun talking about Ugh. the Roma. Uh, eh, she's great. She's a great person. Like, fantastic. Um, that's that's and, hard to believe because most Roma fans are insufferable. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, and we're talking about like the because obviously you have the uh, Roma Lazio derby this weekend, so I, I'm looking forward to that. But it's funny because just talking about Udinese too, and uh, you know because they obviously each team kind of like has this like ex-player that they really hold on to for them it's zico which is funny because he's not uh, a player that i think it's on the tongue of a lot of people but um like he's like like, like brazilian zico brazilian zico is like a, a <laughs> like you'll find flags of that man in the stadium um so so good um <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to one of the the, the bigger drops I, I think actually the biggest drop um, in, in both leagues in terms of uh, of points. Hellas Verona, uh, minus 11 points. Turns out when you, you don't have Giovanni, Giovanni Simeone scoring goals for you, it's uh, it's a little tough in the streets. And, um, you know, that's that's uh, that had this bore out. They're currently sitting in 19th with five points. This time last year, you know, they were kind of this, uh, this plucky team, a lot of fun to watch. They had 25 goals scored. They had 16 points sitting in 10th. Yeah, a lot of that was, was Simeone-focused, uh, but... Uh, he I don't was wanna, player of the month, wasn't he? I don't want to make it all about him. But it was. It's also hard to not think it that was. maybe taking away, you know, a, a 16, what, 16 or 17 goal scorer is ultimately good, you know? Great business on Verona's end, man. <laughs> Wonderful business, you know. To be able to, to – what did he leave on a free? Yes. Or, it's great business. <laughs> Because it was yeah, it was cool. shocking because, you know, it was a, had a good good year last year and he was available and we were kind of scratching our heads at no team and it, I mean ultimately ends up going to Napoli and he's he's done well there when he's gotten the chance. Um, Amazing what he, happens when you have a contract year, right? I mean, he's backed it up in Napoli. He's he scored no, right. four goals in his first, uh, you know, uh, what like four Champions League games. Uh, the only other Argentine to do that, Dom? Do you know? Uh, I, I think I have an idea. I think you don't, because it was Papa Simeone, not not Messi, Lavezzi, one of the guys you might be thinking. Uh, his father, Diego Simeone, the only other oh, Argentine. I saw, I saw to that do on that. Instagram. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. I wasn't sure if this was a uh, if you if you had had seen at this point. I think most people have seen. Trying to catch I... me again on another week of me just oh, being like. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I wasn't trying to catch you. I wasn't trying to catch you. So. Uh, Hell's Verona, not looking great for them. If I'm being honest, I I, I do worry about because I mean, sitting very deep in the table now. I I think the good part is that for them at least is that the the bottom like five or six are still pretty close together. You know you you know, you win like say like two out of your next like five or six, and you're you're probably uh, in a more like comfortable position, maybe out of the relegation zone, but you you've put yourself in a better spot. Um, so that's the only bright side is that you're, you're still a third of the way through the season. There's, there's a lot of ground to make up on. You know, you look at the, the bottom three from this time last year, Sampdoria, Salernitana, Cagliari. Only Cagliari ended up going down out of that bottom three. So, you know, like it's still a, a salvageable situation uh, to this point. Fiorentina down five points. Not nearly as bad as maybe it has seemed. Um, obviously, you know, no Vlahovic, you know, that's tough. Um, and I think in general, they've just had this kind of like loose play this year. Um, haven't been quite as organized, um, and just haven't been as clinical and they've, they've lost some like really like high scoring games. You had that really 
honestly like almost instant classic between them and Inter a few weekends ago. Um, and that's just been the story of their season so far. I, I think it's just been, and they're also in Europe and, and we've seen this with teams, uh, uh, Fiorentina's kind of tier of ability that it is hard to balance the two when you don't have like a, a really deep squad. Um, and they haven't been amazing in Europe either, which is uh, I think in some ways frustrating. So kind of just a, an annoying start to the season, I think, for Fiorentina. Not not maybe the way you you would uh, have wanted it to, to start out. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is always a team both you and I have a soft spot for. So, you know, we always want to see them do well. Uh, you know, dropping a win and in, in what? Like a draw, really, right? That's, that's the change in form. I, you know, I think you're still in that variance kind of realm where it's just like, all right, they're, they're still kind of around the same form they were last year. Um, and, and I do agree, you know, when, when you add another competition into your schedule and you, you don't have that deep of a club, you know, you're, you are going to struggle. You're going to see that happen. You're going to see that reflected in the league uh, most of all. And so, you know, we'll see. I, I'd like to see them play a lot better. Yeah, I think too. If we're talking about like strength schedule, they have played like a lot of the top teams in Italy yes, so they far. Have. They've already played Napoli, Udinese, Juventus, Atalanta, Lazio, Inter. Like, there's like like almost your whole like top six right there. <laughs> you know, like I you know I I don't want to everyone has to play everyone, so it's not really an excuse. But yeah, they they have had a half of their games essentially considering the form that most of those teams are in currently like they played Udinese at at their 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 sort of like scalding best right uh Lazio Mm -hmm. foroed them like they've not had the best you know in terms of strength of schedule but it is what it is it is what it is uh how about this one Tom this one I actually found interesting because I was a little surprised at this Milan six points worse yet does not feel like they've really had a bad season to this. I actually, I think you can make the case it has been a better season to this mm-hmm. point so far uh, because they've advanced out of the Champions League group stage, which is fantastic for them. First time since 2013 uh, 14 that they will be back in that realm. Um, and again, I think this just plays to the idea of like if you'd switch, say, Juventus and Milan, I think in our head that would almost make more sense where Juventus are six points worse and Milan are actually like four points better. And people would be like, yeah. I agree with that. Like that feels right, yet it isn't. That's also, I think, more of a. To me, this is more of a credit to how just well Milan started last year. They were, you know, had not lost in the league yet to this stage at this time last season, um, and that was obviously hugely impressive. Um, well, they went yeah. like, like over a year of time, right? You know, spanning two seasons worth of of games, but. They went a whole year of time being undefeated in the league and, and, you know, they didn't have a loss. They have two losses this season, but you know, they, they have been playing as, except as of recent, you know, the past few weeks, but they've, they've been playing way, way better. They, they've been a, a lot more serious as a team. They, they look really good. Like I was still playing well, but you know, they have their hiccups and, they're also obviously you can tell that they're they're, they're taking your serious. They they want to get they want to advance out the Champions League. They saw or out the Champions League group stage. They saw they had the opportunity in this group stage to do it. I think that those games against Chelsea kind of hurt their form a little bit, which then reflected in the league, and that's when they were struggling. But uh, you know they're dealing with some injury issues and things like that as well. You know Kalulu's got to play right back right now, and yeah. Uh, but overall. The eye test shows they, they are arguably a better team, but the point doesn't. You know, they, they, they're two games behind their form last year. They're three goals behind their plus minus last year. But, you know, it's 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 a long season. And and they're still in second place. And and to note, Napoli is literally the same. Napoli That's- is literally the same. That is, I think, what surprised me, too, from this exercise is that Napoli also started 10-2-0 this time last year. And, I mean, kind of really identical in a lot of ways. Obviously, the the goal scoring has been better this year for Napoli, which I don't think is 
too surprising. I think we've all felt that, you know, they, they've, they've scored a lot more, especially Kavaradana, but so they've scored 30 goals uh, to this point um, this season, as opposed to 24 last season, defensively, they were really good last year, only four goals conceded as opposed to nine so far this year. Um, yeah. Milan, I, I think have still looks good. I, I haven't felt, I have not felt like negatively about them where I think, man, this team like just doesn't have it or whatever. I, I, I still think they're a team that I, I think I have faith in over the final two thirds of the season to potentially make a run at, at a title again. I, I think that is within the, the, the possibilities for them. Um, and like you said, they've, they've dealt with some injuries again. I just think this is why I like this exercise though, because you kind of do this stuff and you, and you look at it and you think, wow, actually, yeah, Milan have in a technical sense been worse this year yet. It doesn't feel that way. Whereas Juventus, it feels like this is awful, a true low point. I mean, obviously not making it out of the champions in group stages is, um, but league-wise, it's still been like, I don't know. They're still, they've actually been better. <laughs> you know? um, you hear that, Juventini? Listen, hold on to this small trophy because that's all. Tom, I know Modern year. Warfare 2 just came out again, but we don't need to go back to the uh, Modern Warfare 2 lobby uh, voice voice chat. That's <laughs> Swallowing the Turtle Beach mic over there. We won the battle, but we'll win the war. Rangers roll out. Um Okay, so Champions League is is wrapped up until we revisit it uh, in February. <laughs> um, you know, obviously it's it's wrapping up even earlier because of the uh, of the the, the World Cup. Um, just to to take you through, not as much drama as maybe we liked. Group D had all the drama yesterday. Tottenham scored late on to get the winner. Um, this obviously knocked uh, Marseille out of, of European competition. What it also did too was uh, Frankfurt uh, at the same time uh, went through second and are, will also be going through the Champions League group stages and it allowed Sporting um, to go through into the Euro Europa League spots. That was originally going to be Marseille if that draw held between Spurs and Marseille. Uh, the Marseille coach actually came out and said too that the players couldn't hear him telling them not to push forward as much because they got beat on the counter for the goal because they didn't need the goal anymore because of the way the Frankfurt uh, sporting match had ended. But alas, c'est la vie, right? Um, so that was really the only drama. Um, there was the potential in Group E today with Chelsea, Milan, and, and Salzburg kind of vying it out, but Milan took care of business professionally, so did Chelsea. Um, and yet, yeah, like that, they, uh, a lot of these games are just sort of settled. Benfica had to win, uh, had to beat PSG's result by like four goals or five goals to finish top of the group, and they did that. So, uh, Benfica actually win the group with PSG, Juventus, and uh, Maccabi Haifa in it. So, shout out to Benfica. Um, for, for finishing down top. to the Europa Ju Juventus down to the Europa that was settled uh, settled unfortunately for Juventus <laughs> a few weeks ago at this point um, Atletico Madrid uh, completely missed out on Europe not even dropping down to Europa League uh, love that too and Rangers had one of the worst if not the worst uh, Champions League group stages ever no points minus 20 goal differential yikes uh yeah. hate to Yikes. say it. Well, actually maybe maybe you don't um i always like to do this there's a a draw simulator that people uh can 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 do i i'm sure people have seen it floating around it's the like the draw inker one um we're gonna run through one just on the show and react as if this is the draw and maybe just talk out some of our feelings because uh, we'll be back next week when we have the actual draw. But I think it's just fun. I like playing around with this and just seeing what permutations we get. Obviously, too, there's not an equal chance for everything because people, I think, forget, and fair enough, because there's all these weird underlying rules. You can't, in the round of 16, be drawn with a team uh, that is from like your domestic country. So like for instance, Liverpool cannot be drawn with Manchester City, right? Because you can have two English teams. You also cannot be drawn with the team obviously from your group. So that alone really limits uh, what can happen. Like I think because of that Liverpool, I have a really high chance or higher chance than others of drawing a team like Bayern, right? I think it's like a 34% chance of drawing Bayern, whereas opposed to like Manchester City has like a 17% chance of getting this team, 18% chance of getting it right? Because the options get a little limited. So when you're playing around with it, just know that there's uh, there's some matchups you might see more frequently. Um, I'm just going to run through and do it, and we will go through and, and parse through <laughs> our our fake <laughs> our fake round of 16 draw just so we have you know maybe something to chew on. So I like this one. 
this is this has some fun stuff in here. Uh, I'll start at the bottom because I think that's a little more intriguing. Uh, PSG versus Bayern. You'd love to see it. Uh, Bayern's reward for finishing top of their group with six wins is Paris Saint-Germain. Milan versus, Milan versus Benfica. That would be tasty. That would be a tasty scary, little matchup. Benfica's playing very well. <laughs> Again, very well. these games are not till February. That's, that's what we got to keep in mind. You know, A lot of things can change between uh, now and then. In our simulation, we got Dortmund versus Porto. Very even matchup. I think that would be a, a lot of like fun to, to see. Um, Club Bruges versus uh, Tottenham. I would like that. I think Spurs would uh, definitely like that too. I think that's, that's a, a, a favorable matchup. This one, the Antonio Conte Romelu Lukaku derby. Inter versus Chelsea. Uh, mm. I think uh, that one is screaming to to mm. happen in real life. I mean, if you're talking narrative, come on, what are we doing here? If that one is, if that is not a round of sixteen game, then uh, the, the game is well and truly gone. Uh, Leipzig versus Manchester City. Uh, they played in the group stage together last season, so that'd be kind of fun to see them uh, go at it again. Liverpool versus Real Madrid. A <laughs> final rematch. I would. Uh, <laughs> asterisk myself i i would i would hate every minute of this one so i i oh, hope, man. hope this is not true and uh frankfurt napoli that'd be a lot of fun i think that'd be that's that cool. that'd be a really fun matchup so um i i don't know how i feel about the champions league this year i i haven't felt strongly about any team in particular um Napoli going through top of their group and how good they've looked and again we have to wait till february for this game so so much can change but Napoli's kind of my dark horse to maybe make a little bit of noise here. I don't know that they're winning the Champions League this season, but I like what I've seen from them in a lot of these games. Real Madrid obviously have to be included in any discussion because that's just who they are. That is literally, I think, actually in their DNA, in their makeup. Manchester City, if Erling Holland stays healthy, he's dealing with a little ankle thing right now, but um, we've seen how devastating they can be in a lot of situations. Um, can't count out a team like Bayern. You can't count out a team like PSG, right? Um, like those, those are sort of, I, I think, probably the favorites um, to, to to win the whole thing. And then, yeah, I mean, the next tier would probably be teams like uh, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool, Milan that are good. But I think something would kind of have to change for me to really believe that they can. Liverpool, I mean, weirdly enough, have played very well. It's like top teams this year, so maybe, who knows, and they have this weird thing with the Champions League where they just play really good in it. I don't know. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun uh, Champions League group stages. Uh, we get the Europa League uh, conclusion tomorrow. Um, and I always like just looking at all the, the different draws that you get, the different games that you get to see. And we got some some good variety this year. Some teams that yeah. we don't typically see. You know, and I, I agree that like there is obviously disparity between like the the haves and the have nots in a lot of this. But I mean, when we have Porto, Benfica going through, uh, you know, yeah, Frankfurt going through, right? Like Bruges, like I think those that's that's good. Like it's good to it's have great those when teams the represented like this. Yes, it's it's good to have those teams represented and and have that variety, and and it's not just the same six teams playing each other year after year uh, so i did it on my computer as well um let's hear it dom this is this is fun so we got leipzig chelsea uh which which i think the is Gavardiol, a, uh derby yeah, right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i've got inter man city nothing would make me happier than to actually see this happen so inter that would be hot sent I out like that. with the quickness um frankfurt porto that's a that's a really cool matchup to That'd watch um, it's funny that you talked about Liverpool uh, having a really high chance of getting Bayern because that's what I got. <laughs> so have fun. Feels, uh, I, it feels destined. Now, I like this one a lot. PSG Napoli. That would so, be fun. So the away leg when Messi comes to the Maradona Stadium where all these Napoli fans wanted him to come before he made his move to PSG and all this other stuff. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, that one's going to be really fun. Can I spoil maybe our world cup show in a few weeks and just say, uh, maybe too, uh, be the, the first Argentine to walk into that stadium, uh, being a world cup winner. Maybe, maybe that's how I feel about, uh, 
Messi and, and Argentina going into this World Cup. He's determined this year. We'll, we'll talk. I'm going to say I've been thinking a lot about the World Cup and who I think is going to win, and I just have a weird Argentina feeling this year. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, Real Madrid seemed to be moving on after the first round because I got them drawing Club Brugge. It, 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 is, it is what it is. Uh, Milan drew Tottenham, so... Given how Milan has performed against Chelsea, I'm not the most happy about it, but, you know, you never know. Again, it's February. Form could be a lot different. Um, and it's also an Antonio Conte-led team, and it always seems like Milan struggle against Conte-led teams. So I'm not I'm not too happy about that. And that leaves the same matchup that you had as well, Dortmund-Benfica, which seems like it's going to happen now. It happened I had Dortmund, twice. Por- I had Dortmund oh, yeah, Porto. Dortmund-Porto. Okay. Uh, it was Milan-Benfica. Okay. Yes, you're right. Um, I got Dortmund Benfica again. Fun matchup. Fun matchup to watch. Yeah, looking forward to it. The the draw, I believe, is November seventh. Um, We're getting close. Yeah, it is November seventh. Uh, is is the draw? So keep it locked in for that. We'll be back with the actual draws next week. Dom, anything to say before we get out of here? Uh, follow me on Twitch. twitchtv ape. I also just got the new Modern Warfare 2. It's funny that you mentioned that. I did I did download it yesterday. You and Kyler and Murray both, brother. After after the like three and a half hours it took to download, install, update the drivers, optimize, optimize the shaders, make sure that everything's running correctly. Install got, the wall hack, the aim bot. You know. Hey, 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 no, 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 no. Yes, I'm playing on PC, but I'm 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 legal, all right? Uh, I finally got to play the first mission of the uh, the campaign. Started off on the campaign, wanted to see how it looks, how it's presented. It looks pretty cool. So um, they brought back third person mode on multiplayer. Uh, that that you know, and the original Modern Warfare Two, I love that. So uh, yeah, what was what was that game mode called? That was third person. It was like uh, it had it was a certain game mode that was like all like a bunch of different. It was like small maps. It was like 4v4. Well, you're thinking of Team Tactical, but they had third-person Team Tactical. Which That's what I was I thinking of. Third-person yeah. Team Tactical yeah. was like, it was like only like 4v4. It was like ex- pretty much exclusively on Rust. And it was like only like capture the flag, sabotage or whatever. Like You, you me, and Wolf used to play third-person <sighs> all <Christ>. the time. <laughs> you know, I'll say this, like people get nostalgic for that shit, and I get it. But also, I think people are just mostly nostalgic for when they didn't have a job and had just, like, <laughs> a, like tons of free time. Like, that's really what it was. Like, I don't actually want to be 15 again. I just want to be able to come home from something and not have anything to do and my friends have nothing to do and just be able to, like, talk to them for, like, five hours and, like, play video games. Like, See, that's, that's really what we're all pining for. That's the thing, right? Because we all, we all can find time to play some video games at some point like I, I i do at least a little bit but i'm sacrificing some sleep for it and that's when, we, when we're getting closer and closer to 30 that's <laughs> that's not the most ideal yeah, thing some but, of us are closer than the others but you know hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but you know trying to that, that that the only time we got close to that feeling again was during the pandemic because everybody was just home with nothing to do so you would hop online and you would have four or five friends online you're like oh cool you know we don't get that anymore it's tough it's tough man but aside from those two things uh let's go phillies they're playing right now uh bottom of the third one out so uh hopefully by next week when we're back on this show we can say that the philadelphia phillies are world series champions so fingers crossed fantastic uh listen We'll be back next week. We'll be we'll breaking down uh, the the Champions League group stages. Um, we'll be talking about too, like taking this little taking this little break in, in the domestic league. Start start really gearing up and, and focusing on that World Cup. But until then, uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy whatever it is you got going on. Watching them, the Phillies, whatever. Uh, and we will talk to you next week. Grease them poles.